Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Living by design. There is a particular way the Lord expects you to live if you are going to get results. The person who wants to be a musician and the person who wants to be a football player, do they live the same way? No. Do they practice the same thing? No. Do they have the same discipline? No. Because they did it because one is pursuing the one is pursuing the art of entertainment while the other one is pursuing sports. The way you live, your purpose in life will decide will determine how you live. And if you don't have a design for your life, you are going to live anyhow. If you don't know what you want to become, if you don't know what you want to achieve, if you don't know the direction that your life is taking you, you are going to live anyhow. And that is why we're talking about living by design, living as it is written, you know, living our life as it is written by, for, you know, written by God. The question this morning is, what does it mean to live by design? What does it mean to live by design? To live by design means to live according to a plan in order to achieve a particular purpose or a particular objective. You are living your life so that you can achieve a particular plan. You are living your life so that you can achieve a particular objective. You are living your life so that you can be able to get to a particular destination. Living, you know, you know, living according to, you know, living by design means living according to plan in order to achieve a particular purpose. That is what living by design is. In other words, you are living, you, you, to live by design means you are living an inspired life. It means you are living a life that is guided by the spirit of the almighty God. That's what it means. That the Lord Almighty tells you, he puts in your spirit, this is what I want for you. This is what I have designed you for. This is why I have created you. This is what I want you to do. When he puts that inspiration in your spirit, you begin to live your life guided by the Holy Spirit. That's what it means to live by design. Okay? That is what it means to live by design. Not only that, living by design also means that you live an informed life. What does it mean? To be informed. To be informed means that you are not, you know, you know what is happening in your life. You know the stage of life that you find yourself. You know what you are supposed to be doing. A boy who is 18 and is still in elementary school, there is a problem. If at the age of 25, you still don't have an idea of what you are doing with yourself, there is a problem. You need to be informed about every stage of your life. That is what it means to live by design. To live by design means that your life should be planned. You should have a plan for your life. By the time I turn 20, this is what I want to do. By the time I'm 25, this is what I want to do. By the time I'm 30, this is what I want to do. By the time I'm 40, 50, 60, 70, this is what I want to achieve. There has to be a plan for your life. You have to live your life the way you want it done. If you don't have a plan for your life, you are not going to achieve anything. If you don't have something that you are pursuing, if you don't have something that is you know, that is waking you up, giving you the motivation to move forward, there is then there's nothing to strive for. 
Living by design means living a planned life. Living by design means living an organized life. You don't live anyhow. You don't do things anyhow. You don't just put your life, you know, just behave like every, the way every other person behaves. There has to be an organization in your life. Not only that, living by design means living a focused life. You are not distracted. You are not jumping from one thing to the other, jumping from one place to the other, trying to do things because everybody is doing it. You don't want to be, you don't want to be today an architect and tomorrow you'll be a musician, tomorrow you want to be a football star because that's happy. You think that's the easy way to make money. No, you lead a focused life if you want to achieve something. Living by design means you live a purposeful life. It means you, you want your life to mean something. You want your life to account to something. You don't just want to die and be forgotten. You want to leave your own mark on this particular earth. You want to be an you want to leave an impression in the lives of the people that come in contact with you. Living by design means living a purposeful life. That is what it means. But the question is this: Why must you live a life like that? Why must you allow your life to be guided? Why must you allow your life to be inspired by the Holy Spirit? Why can't you just live your life by chance? Why can't you just live anyhow? But why must you live a life by design? Genesis chapter 30 that we read for our time of worship. For our time of Bible reading. Genesis chapter 30. By the time, before you get to Genesis chapter 30, the Bible tells us about the life of Jacob. Jacob had stolen the brother's, uh, his brother's uh, birthright. And as a result of stealing his brother's birthright, he was, you know, he was consigned to living with what? Living with, uh, with his uncle, Levan. And the Bible makes us understand that Laban had two daughters, Leah and Rachel. And then Jacob married, Jacob was tricked into marrying the two daughters. And Jacob now noticed that as long as Jacob, sorry, Laban now noticed that as long as Jacob was living with him, he was prospering. Jacob, Jacob, sorry, Laban, being a very good con man, decided to start changing the wages of, of Jacob. Every time he will tell you this, what I'll give you, then he will change it. Then he will change it. So that Jacob can continue to remain in his family. But at time, as he kept changing the agreement, a time came that Jacob said, enough is enough. And that will pick up the story from verse number 25. Genesis chapter 30, reading from verse number 25. The Bible says, and it came to pass, when Rachel had born Joseph, and Jacob said to Laban, send me away, that I may go to my own place and to my own country. In other words, Jacob is telling his uncle, I am a family man now. I have my own family now. I want to live my own life. I have my own, you know, I want to be my own man. I have lived with you for a very long time. I want to live my life on my own terms. And in verse number 26, Jacob now told Laban, he said, give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you and let me go for you know my service which I have done for you. And Laban said to him, Please stay, if I have found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Then he said, Name your wage, and I will give it. In other words, Laban was benefiting from the fact that Jacob was there. As long as Jacob was in his family, the Lord will continue to bless Laban. Laban did not want that to come to an end. Laban knew, Jacob knew that Laban was, was, was using him. He knew it. He knew that he did not want the situation to change. He knew that Laban would not agree to let him go. And if Laban was going to let him go, Laban was not ready to give him anything. He wanted to send Jacob away empty-handed. Jacob knew this. And for Jacob to be able to get something for his own life, for, you, for him to be able to build his own family, he had to now do something about it. Okay? 
If Jacob wanted to see the plan and purpose of God fulfilled in his life, if Jacob wanted to see the anointing of God upon his life being manifested, if he wanted to see the promise of God that he received a battle to come to pass, he had to do something. And, if, and Jacob now looked at it and said, okay, for God's plan to come to pass in my life, I have to act in a certain way. And that by the time you get to verse number 31, the Bible now tells us, so Laban, so Laban, uh, so Laban said to Jacob, he said, what shall I give you? What do you need for you to continue to remain in my house so that I can continue to use you? And Jacob said, verse number 32, let me pass through all your flocks today. Removing from there all the speckled and spotted sheep and all the brown ones among the lamb, and spotted and speckled among the goats, and these shall be my wages. In other words, Jacob now set a particular scheme in place. He put a particular plan in place of how to get his own reward. And the Bible makes us to understand that when Jacob started implementing that particular plan, when the Jacob started putting that his own plan into action, in verse number 41, the Bible tells us, and it came to pass, that whenever the stronger livestock conceived, that Jacob placed a rod before their eyes of the, of the livestock in the gutter, that they may conceive among the rods. When the livestock were feeble, he did not put them in the, he did not put them in. So the feeblers were, 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 were Laban's and strong, and the stronger were Jacob's. Verse number 43 now. Thus the man, Jacob, became exceedingly prosperous and had large flock. Female and male, and uh, female and male servant, camels and donkeys. In other words, Jacob understood that as long as he remained with his own brother, if he does not have a plan, if he doesn't have any particular idea of how he is going to get away from there with something, he was going to live empty-handed. And there are many of us who are living our lives like that. We are working in a particular company or working for a particular person and we have no plan on how to move forward in life. You will find out that you will spend numbers of years in that place. And by the time you are done, they will give you a certificate of longevity. You have spent 30 years in this company and they give you a certificate and you walk away. And at the end of the day, we'll leave the way, you know, we'll come out, we'll come out in retirement and God help us. But Jacob did not want to go back. You know, Jacob did not want to retire from the house of Laban and go and work at Walmart as greeter. He didn't want to do that. I didn't know whether there was Walmart in the time of Bible. But anyhow, he didn't want to be a greeter at Walmart. So what he did was that he made a plan. He designed his life and he said, I am going to do something about it. Jacob had a plan. Jacob had to design the future that he wanted. Jacob had to design the future that he wanted. And the question is, why did Jacob design that future? And why must you as an individual design your own future? Why must you do it? Number one, you design your future because nobody is obligated to give you anything. Nobody. Not even your parents. Nobody is obligated to give you the future that you are looking for. Okay? Nobody is obligated to give you. Your future is your own responsibility. Yes, my father did not push me enough. I didn't get enough hug from my mother. That's why I'm misbehaving. Fine, you can continue to make that excuse. But your future is your own responsibility. And that's why Jacob had to design his own future. He could not wait for Laban to give him something that will set him up for life. You are great. You should be grateful if you have a parent who is thinking about you. You should be grateful when there's a parent who is there to be able to leave something for you. But if they don't leave something for your own future, it's your responsibility. Okay? 
Nobody's obligated to give you your desired future. Number two, we design our future, we design our life because your, desi your, your desired life will not happen by chance. Okay? Life is not random. The things that you are looking for in life will not just fall on your lap. That's just because you want it. Or just because you live in America. As such, life just will just happen for you. Everything should just fine for you. You should just get what you want. No, it doesn't work like that. Your desired future does not just happen without you working for it. You have to plan it. You have to design it. You have to work for it to be able to get it. Life is not random. And success is definitely not random. That is one thing. That's why you must design your future. Number three, why must you design your future? You design your future so that you have a level of control over your life. I remember when I was doing my graduate program, one of my professors told, told me something. It was my advisor then. He said, the easiest way for you not to be frustrated in life is for you to have options. He said, the person who is frustrated in life is a man who has no option. When they are stuck in a particular rut on life and they cannot move. They look up, they can't go because they are maybe too old or too tired or too or uneducated to do what they are supposed to do. So they are stuck in that particular lifestyle and they become angry and bitter. He said the only way to avoid that you are not frustrated in life is when you have options. And the only way you can do, you can have options is when you plan and you design your life the way you want it to be. Why must you plan your life? You, why must you design your own life? Why must you design your own future? You design your own future so that you can have a say in how your tomorrow will look like. You don't want the economy telling you how your life will look like. You don't want the politician to tell you how your life will look like. You don't want your spouse or your father or somebody else who have no control on the way you look telling you how you are supposed to live. You should be able to be, you should be in a position to say, this is the way I want to live. As powerful as our almighty God is, the one that designed the heavens and the earth. He never forces you to make a decision. He tells you, I place before you life and death. Choose life that you may live. So for you to have a say in your own future, you need to design your own future. And please understand, no matter what other people tell you, if you do not design your own future, I can bet you, you are going to live by the design of somebody else. Okay? If you do not design your own future, if you do not plan what you are going to do with yourself, if you do not plan what you are going to do with your time, if you do not plan what you are going to do with your money, if you do not plan what you are going to do with your own intellect, you will find that somebody else with a plan will use that thing and you will just be working that person's plan, not your own plan. That is why you must design your future. Number four, why do you design your future? You design your future because life, rep life responds only to careful design. Life does not respond to randomness. Life does not re respond to lack of planning. If you try to plant a garden and you just throw the seeds in there, the seeds will grow, no problem, but will they give you the fruit you want? No. Anybody who has ever planted a garden will tell you that if you don't plant it, if you don't till it, if you don't walk it, nothing good will come out of it. You may get what you want, but it's not going to be exactly the desire that you want. So life responds to careful design. You reap what you sow. Number five, why do you do, why do you plan, why, why must you plan your desired future? You plan your desired future because your life is rewarded by careful planning. You look at the life of Jacob, look at the life of Jacob. The Bible told us that he could not get, he only became prosperous when he had a plan on how to separate himself from his uncle Laban. Without a plan, David Jacob would have gone empty handed. And I tell you, my brothers and sisters, without a plan, we also might go empty-handed. Without a plan, our family may not get what we want. 
Without a plan, our lives may not go the way we want it to go. You need a plan because life rewards careful planning. And that's why the next thing I'm about to say is going to anger some people, it's going to offend some people. Okay? But one thing I want you to understand is this. Your life today, right now, your career, your relationship, your spiritual life, whatever it is, your life today is perfectly designed to give you the results that you are getting. What does that mean? What I'm trying to say right now is that you may not like the result of what you are doing, but where you are right now is as a result, either consciously or unconsciously, of what you have done in the past. Okay? If you have not done what you are supposed to do, you cannot get the results that you are expecting. The life that we are living right now is the result of the plan or the lack of plan that we had in the past. That's the life that we have right now. Okay? What you have right now is what you created, whether consciously or unconsciously. That's what you have right now. If we are not happy with our financial situation, if we are not happy with our relationship, if we are not happy with our spiritual life, it is what we have created. It is not the fault of somebody else. Consciously or unconsciously, we have created the life that we are currently living. It may not sound very nice, but that is the truth. So if you are not happy with what you are seeing right now, if you look into your life and you are not happy, you look into your prayer life and you are not happy, you look into your career and you are not happy, you look into your finances and you are not happy, if you are not happy with the result of your current plan, what you have is that you have several options. Option number one. You can cry and complain. And say, oh God, why are you doing me like this? Eh? You can express your anger as much as possible, cry and complain. But that is not going to change anything. You can be angry and blame everybody. Okay? And say it's the white man, that's why the black man is not moving forward. Okay? It is because of Trump, that's why I'm not getting a job. You can blame everybody on the face of the earth, but that's not going to change your situation. Okay? You can protest and demand for a better life. You can go to DC and carry a placard and say, I want $15 per hour. That will not solve your problem. I hope you know that. $15 per hour will not solve your problem. Okay? So you can protest and demand for a better life. You can suck it up and cry quietly and just put your head under and just be, you know, and just be moping and say, I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm just going to remain there and coil and wait for the time that I there. You can do that also. It's a free country. You can do that, but it will not give you the result. All that you are, all those options that I've talked to you about, they will not give you anything. They will not change anything. Without a plan for your life, nothing will change. You have heard it said. You cannot be repeat. You can't be doing the same thing over and over and over and expect a different result. If you think that you can get a different result by not changing anything, you need to probably visit my sister Joe at Clover Bottom. You need some injection. Something is wrong somewhere. Because if you are doing the same thing and you expect a different result, something is wrong up here. Something is wrong. The only way we can do, the only way we can change, the only way we can move in the direction that we want to go, the only way you can get the result of the future that you want is for you to stop, for you to change, and for you to redesign the plan that you are working on. What is the plan that you are using for your life right now? Do you even have a plan for your life? A person who is consistently broke, what is the plan that you are using? 
You have to change your plan if you want to see a different result. And the question is, how do you do it? How do you change that particular plan? If you decide that you want to change and redesign your life because you are not happy with what you are seeing, because you are not happy with the result that you are getting, how do you do it? How do you change and redesign your life? So that you can begin to move in the direction that God wants you to go. Let's look at the book of Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, we want to read just one or two verses there. Mark chapter 1. Reading from verse number 16, the Bible tells us there. And he said, and as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their net and followed him. So how do you redesign your life? How do you change your life from where you are going to where you want to be? Bible makes us to understand that Simon and Andrew, they were fishermen. They have been fishing all their lives. They have their own boat. They were successful doing what they are doing. But that was not the plan of God for their life. And in order to change their life, in order to turn things around, they had to do something different. And the Bible tells us, if you look at that verse number 17, it says, follow me and I will make you to become fishers of men. In other words, if you decide to change the way you are looking, if you decide to redesign your life, I will make sure I take you from where you are to where you need to be. I will make sure I give you that desire of your heart. I will make sure you get the result that you are looking for. Follow me and I will make you to become fishers of men. Now from this verse of the scripture, I will share with you a couple of points on how to be able to redesign your life. The first thing is to be able to have a passionate calling in your life. And what does that mean? There has to be something bigger than you. You cannot just be living for the money. You cannot just be living from 9 to 12. Every day I go to work, I come back, I eat, I watch television, I sleep. I go back to work, I watch television, I sleep and I eat. I go back to work, I work, I watch television and I sleep. If you do that, what happens is that you are going to continue to do it and every time of the clock, the calendar will keep going and then you wake up one day and say, what happened? What happened is that you ate, you slept, you watched television and you went to work. That's what happened. There is nothing beyond you. There is no goal. There is no desire. There is no purpose in life. You are not living for any higher calling. You are not pursuing anything bigger than yourself. And as long as you are living like that, you cannot change your life. For you to be able to redesign your life, you need a passion. You need a higher calling. Jesus told them, he said, come after me. You have been fishing all your life. And this is where you are. But right now I want to give you a purpose. Right now I want to give you a calling. Right now I want to move you in a different direction. I am asking you to follow me. Unless you are willing to follow something higher than yourself, you are going to remain on the same spots. Number two, how do you redesign your life? You redesign your life by taking personal responsibility. I have said it before. You can blame the government, you can blame the white man, you can blame the black man, you can blame the Jew. You can blame Trump or blame Obama or blame anybody you want to blame. It does not change your situation. Unless you take responsibility for your life, everything will remain the same. You can say, yes, my father did not cuddle me enough. My mother did not give me enough hug. My father and my family were ignorant. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. They did, they did not support me enough. They did not affirm me enough. You can give all those excuses, but now you are an adult. You are responsible for yourself. And if you are going to get the result that you want, you need to take personal responsibility. That is how you change your life. That is how you begin to move forward. Number three, you begin to have what is called a personal determination. 
I said, though my family is like this, though the economy is like this, though my career is like this, my boss may not want me to prosper, but I am determined to be able to move forward. You make up your mind that regardless of what is going on around you, regardless of the situation that you're finding yourself, regardless of the circumstances that is confronting you on a daily basis, you make up your mind that you say, no, I am making up my mind to move. And that's why Jesus Christ said, he said, come here after me and I will. Is a statement of determination that I don't care what other people are doing. I don't care what my mates are doing. I don't care how people are, you know, what people are doing, how people are spending their money or spending their time. I am going to serve the Lord. I am going to make a plan for my life. I am going to move forward. I am going to do something with myself. The way you redesign your life is when you have a personal determination for your life. And say, nobody's going to run this life for me. Nobody's going to ruin this thing for me. I only have one life to live. And I'm going to make sure it is the best life. Number four. How do you redesign your life? You redesign your life by having what is called a purposeful design. Purposeful design is that there is a purpose for everything that you are doing. When you are playing, there's a reason for it. When you are studying, there's a reason for it. When you are going out with people, there's a reason for it. When you are forming friendship, there's a reason for it. Everything you do, there is a purpose behind it. You don't just hang out. You don't just waste time. I remember telling our brother yesterday when we went out, I said, one of the things that I don't, that, pe that people do that I don't like is where people waste my time. I don't like wasting people's time and I don't like you to waste my time. And the only reason why I don't like people wasting, why I don't like wasting time is because that is the only resources I cannot recover. Once you spend it, it's gone. If I lose money, I can find it. If I lose friends, I can make new friends. But I cannot create new time. Once that time is gone, it is gone. And that is why you have to be very purposeful in everything you do. Don't waste time. Anybody who wastes your time is not your friend. I can tell you that. Anybody who wastes your time, anybody who does not regard your time, anybody who does not value your time is somebody you should not stay, you should not waste too much time with. But that's the story for another day. How do you redesign your life? Number five, you redesign your life by what is called a planned action. Anything you do, there has to be a plan. A plan on how to spend your money. A plan on how to do your career. A plan on how to study. A plan on how to move forward. There has to be a plan if you want to, rede if you want to redesign your life. How do you redesign your life? It's what is called a program consistency. What do I mean by program consistency? There has to be a routine in your life. There are things that you must learn how to do. You do not wake up in the morning and sit in front of the TV and you are playing video games. You will never prosper doing that. Except, of course, you are the one designing that video game. If you are the one writing the program for that video game, I can understand. If you are the one creating the video game, I can understand. But if you are just sitting there because you don't know what else to do, you know you are not going anywhere. You are not going anywhere. There has to be a routine in your life. When you wake up in the morning, what do you do? When you do in the afternoon, what do you do? At night, what do you do? On weekends, what do you do? On Sundays, what do you do? There has to be a routine. The point we are making is that there has to be a program consistency. There has to be a routine. If you don't have a routine in life, you are going to waste your time. If you don't know what you are supposed to do on a regular basis, you will find that, that you will not be able to move forward. If you are waiting till Sunday morning to decide whether you are going to church, I can bet you you are not going to church that day. But if you have made up your mind that in my life, Sunday morning we go to church. When you wake up in the morning, your body is ready to go. You are prepared to go. 
But when you have to think about it on that Sunday morning, I tell you, you are not going anywhere. Because that's what do I want to wear this shirt? Do I want to wear this shoe? That's what you'll be doing. And the whole time would have been gone. The point you are making is that for you to redesign your life, you need to create a routine. There has to be a program consistency in your life. And not only that, you must have a productive destination in front of you. This is the goal that I want to achieve. This is what I want to get to. This is what I want to accomplish. These are the things that I'm looking for in my life. So that 10 years from now, I can say this is the goal that I set for myself and this is where I want to be. If I want to be a musician, I push you to be a musician. If I want to be an actor, I pray. I, I, I walk towards being an actor. I want to be a college football player. I, I walk towards that. There is a goal. There has to be a productive destination. Jesus Christ said, I will make you to be a fishers of men. In other words, there is something that I'm going to do with you. When I'm done, you will know how to fish for men. There is a productive destination. There's a goal. My brothers and sisters, if you don't have a goal, if you don't have something that you are pursuing, there is nothing that is in front of you. My brother, you waste time. The Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. They waste their life. And that's why you see kids walking up and down, having no idea what to do. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.